0: Jonah, Act 4, Scene 1. Nineveh. On the street of the city, Jonah is preaching like a boss. Ezekiel to the side. There is a crowd of citizens whose numbers are steadily increasing. Behold, hearken unto my voice, ye people of Nineveh, for I bring unto you the word of the Lord the same Lord that advanced Moses and Aaron, and brought our nation up out of the land of Egypt. Now therefore stand still, Ninevites, that I may reason with you, unless you cease thy sinful ways within these forty days, then shall the hand of the Lord be against you, as it was against the people of Sodom and Gomorrah, for they forget the word of the Lord. You yet hearken unto me, people of Nineveh. Ye have done all this great wickedness in the sight of the Lord, yet turn not aside from following him, as ye have done heretofore. Neither should ye go after vain things, for if ye put an end to thy sinful ways, ye shall be spared the wrath of the Lord. If ye will fear the Lord and serve him, and obey his voice, and not rebel against the commandment of the Lord, ye shall be spared. But if within forty days and nights ye will not obey the voice of the Lord, and if ye shall still do wickedly, ye shall be consumed utterly, you and your king, and all that abided in your great city. Thus saith the Lord, almighty and merciful. Jonah, that was well done, brother. Changing your voice and the way you talk, nice flourishes too. That got them thinking. What What shall we do now, O great voice of the Lord? I have traveled a long way, so hearken unto me, sinners of Nineveh. I do not want your money, neither your riches. I am the voice of the Lord, and shall call unto him, if ye do not change thy ways. Eh, we've heard all this before. Why are you any different from the rest foretelling the end of days? We don't even know you from Adam. (laughs) Adam, (laughs) that's funny. I am the voice of the Lord. He who has destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. He who spake to Moses, who parted the Red Sea. What what will your Lord do to us if we don't change? He shall consume you and your city, ye sinners of Nineveh. I have seen what your wickedness leads to. That is a rough road you must stop traveling. Forsake not the Lord, for if you do not cease your wickedness, I shall call upon him, and behold, your fields shall dry up, and your women too oh that's not good your women shall wither and they shall become still in the womb that that's that's a little much jonah even for your god well 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 now you've definitely got our attention can't can't have the women touched like that Your livestock will be plagued, and the river shall yield nothing but foul-bottom feeders. You mean like the royal (laughs) cart? Ye must repent. Change your ways. Fast. Put on sackcloth and ashes, if you like. But pray ye hard and often, and beg for his forgiveness. Serve heretofore the Lord with all your heart and with all your soul. Your sinning has been long-standing and widespread, and my Lord has seen the sins, yea, in your homes, your beds, the evil in your very heart, as ye have forsaken his word. Turn ye, Ninevites not aside. You must change from within, or the Lord shall utterly consume what lies without. Ye must make a start now, and keep that change for forty days days 40 days you can't be serious I can't keep a job for 40 days ah. lest he wreak fury down upon thou and thy neighbors how how, how, how do we make amends g- g- great voice of the Lord cease your usury and thy lust for thy neighbor's wife but, and and wives too I they gotta lay off thy neighbor's husband's all you cougars out there, and put thy hands away from the children, for they are a gift from the Lord, and a reward to those who keep his word. So so spare the rod, Lord? I guess we can try that again. Nevertheless ye must raise them to be upright in the word of the Lord. Yeah, we shall. Jonah, I I understand all that, but what sins have we Ninevites specifically committed to earn your Lord's wrath? Well, first, there have been those among you who have plotted evil against my Lord. I, yeah, I, I heard of them. But how can you prove those were plots against God? I heard it were just generalized evil they was plotting. Besides, no one would be so stupid as to do evil against your god of the desert. Segundo, ye have committed many acts of cruelty in the eyes of the Lord. Well, maybe, but one man's cruelty is another man's pleasure between consenting adults, if you know what I mean. Cruelty in family is often disciplined cruelty to animals? Why, that's just animal husbandry. If you can't define it, you can't rail against it, can you, Jonah? Yamana? Tertio, many of ye have plundered during war. Well, really, who doesn't? Next thing, you'll tell us that enslaving the people you've conquered is wrong. There's a reason it's called the spoils of war. Quarto, prostitution. That is an abomination against all women in the eyes of the Lord. <laughs> Not your strongest point, Jonah, you bonehead. Oldest profession in the world. Not about to end just because you or your God say so. And don't even start preaching monogamy. That's never really worked throughout history. If a woman wants to use her body to make money, that's her choice. A man's too, I, I suppose. Quinto. Some of ye have forsaken the ways of the Lord, and given yourselves over to witchcraft. (laughs) Well, some of the magic my old lady does, I consider witchcraft. But I ain't gonna tell her to stop. (laughs) People casting harmless spells, or believing in zayav that's their problem. Maybe they shouldn't believe in all that, like, stuff in the first place, like Chaldean horoscopes, I mean. But really, Jonah, who does that hurt? And finally, not following Eastern rules of hospitality. What, did they not wash their feet first, or what? Not use the proper virginity level of olive oil? You know, these holier than those. Where do they conjure up these charges against us? Is there a room somewhere you all get together to fabricate? These are sins of Nineveh. These strictures are so persnickety as to be laughable. No, man, I don't think so. It's serious. In Sodom, there was a man named Lot who, following the custom, took in two strangers that were visiting. And seeing these two beautiful boys, a boisterous crowd wanted Lot to give the two over to them so the crowd could subjugate them as part of their city's practice of domination of foreigners. This Lot, he even counter-offered his virgin daughters, but the mob weren't interested. Wait man, you mean this guy Lot violated rules of hospitality but only according to the letter of the law? I suppose, but the two he protected from the crowd, they were actually angels. And that's why Jonah's god of the desert saved him from all that destruction. Yeah, he laid waste to Sodom and Gomorrah, that's sure. Well, so, so from here on in, I'm going to stop charging steep prices for coin. Besides, it's, it's only 40 days of change. The market for silver will bounce back even stronger, I'll wager. Uh, only 40 days, all right. I'll tamp down my lusty ways too. Hearken unto me, people of Nineveh. Forty days have ye. Turn not aside from following the Lord as ye have done heretofore. For if ye put an end to thy sinful ways, ye shall be spared the wrath of the Lord. Forty days, mind you. If ye will fear the Lord and serve him and obey his voice, ye shall be spared 40 days, hearken. But if within those 40 days and 40 nights you will not obey the voice of the Lord, and if ye shall still do wickedly, ye shall be consumed utterly. You and your king and all that abideth herein. All right, Jonah, God's persona, we got it. We'll change, we'll change. Jonah Act 4 Scene 2 In the palace of the king Ashur and Jonah My people have told me you are a prophet come to warn us to repent or your lord will destroy us and our city You are not the first to proclaim this but the first from the god of the desert Well tell me then Is this true? Should I be worried? Yes. The people of Nineveh, your citizens, have 40 days to change their sinful ways or they will get consumed by my God. I am Jonah, the voice of the Lord. You don't look any different from any of the other fraudsters who have cycled through, a little rough around the edges and with a reek of the sea. But at least a little more clean-shaven despite the hair. You, however, are in luck, Johann, because today I will give these warnings serious consideration not because of you or any of your minatory speeches, but simply because we have gotten tired of all this debauchery and disorderliness. You come at an opportune time, Johann, Jonah, It's Jonah. Well, as I believe my people are ready to listen to your preaching, I too am ready. As proof of my good faith, I will decree a fast immediately to be followed by sorrowful penitents and everyone, myself included, robed in sackcloth, dusted with ashes. This will be our uniform for these forty days. What? You mean you are willing to change your ways? Are you sure? I got more pushback from the mob in the street. And this never happens. I just assumed I would be summarily dismissed as yet another crank foretelling the end of days. What can I say as I said our ears are receptive to your message at this point in time. We've actually gotten tired of all our sinning and violence. You know, when every day is a new outrage, it gets old. So, as I said, we will begin to make changes for your God. That is great, great news, King Ashur. At least, I think it is. Now, speaking of daily outrage, my nose is sorely offended by by something. Certainly, not your message, maybe by your prophetic persona, Jonah? I mean, what is that awful stench? Yeah, that's me. For three days recently I had been stranded inside the belly of a giant fish. No, just don't ask. And then I walked here directly from the shore where he belched me out. I have not had a chance to bathe yet, so intent was I on getting my message out to you all here. <laughs> well then, my good man, before you stink up my courtyard any further, My handmaidens here will bathe you in oil and bring you fresh garments, which you are at liberty to rend and cover with ashes along with the rest of us. Yes, I can afford the cost of sackcloth. Trust me. Well then, good talk, King Ashur. This has worked out better than I expected. I am tired from my journey. A little indulgence would be much appreciated. Where are those lovely handmaidens you mentioned? (laughs) Lovely? Who said anything about lovely? We're on an austerity program now. Look, here they come. Oh my lord, can I get a rain check on this? Really? No, I can do this myself. No, you have already stunk up my palace hall quite enough. Ow, ow, you're being too rough. (laughs) Thank you, girls. We all must adapt to this new regime. (laughs) Don't use any extra virgin oil. Just everyday olive oil. Remember, he who brought the message of change must live under the new restrictions as well. It is only fair. Eh, Johan? It's Jonah, ow, and... Yes, I suppose so. <laughs> Jonah, Act Four, Scene Three. In the Palace Chambers, Abigail and Jonah.
1: In the name of the Lord, what are you doing now, husband? First, We have to follow you all this way to this dusty, God-forsaken city where nobody speaks the language? And the food? Nothing but camel this and camel that? We should have stayed home where we could at least have a decent meal. Sometimes I wonder why I ever fell for you in the first place. A mysterious man with a past, and and now you must come here to Nineveh? And don't even talk to me about your trip from Japa to Tarshish? What was that all about? Someone coming after you to collect a debt or something?
0: Yeah, in a matter of speaking, um, yeah, I left to protect you both from danger.
1: By leaving us both? To shift for ourselves? While you run from whom or what? You were gone for weeks without a word. And I don't want to hear your cockamamie sailor story about being swallowed by a fish. I mean, how gullible do you think I am?
0: No, no, no. Abby, you're not gullible at all. It's the gospel truth, honest.
1: At this point, I don't want to know what you were doing all this time, or what her name was, or where all the money has gone, or what business with quote unquote money lenders you had to deal with. Now you tell us it's none of that. Instead, you feel that you have this duty to tell these people that God wants them to do this or that. They're total strangers! You're not suddenly everybody's brother's keeper, are you?
0: No, it's not that bad, Abby. It's just that the Lord told me to...
1: Oh, all I know is that you are not their keeper. I know since your change, you feel it's your calling and all that. But I, we, we can't keep doing this. Living on what a prophet makes, shekels thrown to you in the forum. The boy needs to eat, too.
0: I know, Abby, but the Lord told me in no uncertain terms to tell these Ninevites to repent. And for that, that he would remove my mark. And then I'd be able to find work again. And then you and Enoch would be happy again and everything would be good.
1: And your Lord has promised you what for doing this? He, I just assume it's a male, will remove that mark? the one he put there in the first place for your previous transgression?
0: Yes, Abby. By doing this penance, I can get closer to what I was before.
1: A common fisherman?
0: Not so common. There's nothing ignoble about my trade.
1: I never said there was, but if the Lord will be performing miracles on you, why not transform you into something more lucrative, like a prince or a high priest or something?
0: (laughs) Oh, Abby, that's not how it works. Besides, I'm not dealing from a position of strength here anymore. I can't start changing the terms to my advantage. I'm dealing with the Old Testament God here, not some local
1: Baal. All right. Well, we'll hang on then through this Nineveh gig. But after this, the two of us, we may not be joining you on any of these missions of yours. What? It's hard on the boy. You've seen how he's been acting up lately.
0: True. Difficult, I'd say, but... That would be an understatement, I suppose. He blames me for all of his problems. Me?
1: Well, I can't blame him.
0: Oh, God, all I've ever done is ply my fishing trade to make some money, then try to do the Lord's bidding.
1: Can you blame him? Like any child, he wants at least a little stability. A normal father. Not this crazy avocation that has us pulling up roots every fortnight. His friends tell him his father's crazy and putting on airs of righteousness when he's just a fisherman. Because of you, the boy has no friends. Well, except for maybe the donkey.
0: I see. Yes, but I cannot stop the Lord from demanding of me.
1: What I don't understand, dear, is why you? I've heard of this happening to other husbands, but I always just assumed something was wrong with those menages. That it wouldn't happen to us. So why this responsibility on you? On us?
0: It, It's not you two. It's me. Because of my past, I think. I know of no other reason why the Lord should choose me. I've been on the straight and narrow since we've been together, though. In my other life, my fellow men did not punish me. I got away with murder. But the Lord has taken it upon himself now to make me pay for it. You see, it seems this is a way to atone once and for all. Hopefully this will be the end of it.
1: Well, one way or another, from my point of view, it will be. Jonah, Act 4,
0: Scene 4 At Neva Gate, Jonah and the Lord As a multi-directional voice. Lord above, see? I have done my part of the bargain. I have warned these people in the streets that they must change their ways within 40 days or you would wreak havoc on them and their city. So, Lord, can we now talk about removing this freaking mark of Cain? You have done as I asked, but... I have heard their prayers you yourself have seen their changed behavior including the king himself and so i have decided to spare nineveh what you are going to spare them you gotta be kidding me then you obviously don't care that i will look like a fool now after screaming at them for days on end look lord I have been amongst them these past few days, and they barely seem worthy of sparing. I mean, no more than any other inhabitants of a big city like Nineveh. That is not for you to decide whom I should spare or destroy. They are not any different in who they are, but what they have done is what I have asked them to do through you, to change their sinning ways. This they have surprisingly done. And even though they do not find favor in your eyes, they have in mine. And so I will spare them for their prompt attempts to change. But I traveled all this way to see you level yet another sinful city like Sodom and Gomorrah. Might I say that was truly amazing. Shock and awesome for sure. These people are just as wicked just as incorrigible, and surely deserve a similar display of your power. Those of Sodom and Gomorrah did not readily change their ways. They were always harking back to their sinfulness, like Lot's wife, who just couldn't help herself. And, well, you know the result. A few did, however, less than a dozen, and they got out. But the majority did not and justifiably lost their lives for it. But doing nothing here, Lord, that would be so anticlimactic. Repent, you sinners, or else... Oop! Good job! Bye! I never expected they would change, but I should have seen this coming, as you are always so merciful. Lord, if given a chance, I... I am the merciful, yes, indeed. I'm not sure I would have taken on this bidding of yours if I had known they were going to be so compliant and come around so readily. It makes me kind of suspicious. They change their ways too easily. It cannot be lasting, Lord, I assure you. It is what it is. They readily chose good for now. What can I say? They responded properly? But Lord, you see, I've been down there in the streets with them. They're still vicious sinners. Worse than almost anywhere else except maybe Sodom. They're just changing their ways for the time being. Biding their time until you get distracted by some other issue of the day. And then, I tell you, I've seen these people up close. And then they will just go back to their previous ways. Oh, don't be fooled by them, Lord. You think I am fooled? Do I need to remind you of who I am? Just because you can talk to me, have my ear, doesn't mean I am any less Old Testament, son. Perhaps our familiarity has bred contempt. Perhaps you have forgotten that I am the one who knew about you and your brother. Perhaps you have forgotten that I was the one who found you out below decks despite your best efforts to elude me and shirk your prophetic duty. Trust me, I am not at all a fool, Cain. I mean, Jonah, or is it Johan? Jonah gets irritated all over again. Yeah, 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 yes, you are the omnipresent god of the desert, I know, I know, but I'm telling you, these people, these Ninevites, they don't respect you or other gods? They worship some god of the tigress. A crocodile with a jackal's head. You know, what you would call a tribal baal. I've seen them. They aren't going to change anything beyond their outward habits. You don't know what's in their hearts unless you spend all day with them in the street, like I have. I? I know exactly what's in their hearts. I don't need to be incorporate to know. Just as surely as I know the narcissism that is in yours that you need to have some sort of display after you finally repented and then finally traveled all this way to do what I asked you to do in the first place. Your inflated ego could not have you do all that without an immediate reward. I don't need to tell you, but I am fully aware that what is in their their hearts has not fully changed. Yes, of course I know, but the external change is enough for me now and so that is enough to keep them from being destroyed by my wrath. Often, an outward display is the beginning of a full-fledged change, and I, as a beneficent god, am willing to work with that for the time being. Thus, I have decided, do not cross me again. Do not question my decisions or actions. Oh, if I do? Well, in fact, you already have. So you can kiss the removal of your tat goodbye. Your recalcitrance voided all that. You fool. You simply cannot do a little penance, then revert to your stiff-necked ways. That would be too much like the behavior you accuse the Ninevites of. An interlude of penance, not even a full serving before you recidivistically return to your sinful ways. Jonah grumbling. Why do I even bother? Why did I even repent in the belly of a beast if this is how are you going to treat me now? I had the power of your voice, but now I'm going to look like a fool, preaching ruin yet delivering nothing. The average Ninevite will think I'm just another impotent prophet whose God has no real power. They won't be able to put two and two together, and realize that their own people have in fact changed enough for you to spare them. And that's why there was no destruction. Not because I, or should I say we, don't have any power. They'll just assume I have no real backing in the first place, that I was just another, hot doomsayer. That may be so for you, I am afraid to say, but you are not my concern now. And the Lord's presence has gone. Jonah calls out, No, probably not. Oh, so, my moment's over? I'm not a child. I know you have other irons in the fire, and that you must attend to them. It's a constant cycle of emergencies for you, isn't it, Lord? Well, fine. fine then. I'll be on my way. Jonah exits towards Nineva Gate. All right, well, fine, Lord. I'm going. But I'm not going to go quietly. This lack of showmanship and cooperation on your part will not go unnoticed. I'll stage my very own protest. Let everyone know that I'm not happy with this outcome this non-destruction. You see, this fizzle without sizzle is not what I signed on for when I came all this way. They will know my dissatisfaction in no uncertain terms.